Welcome to Alive and Kicking, and it's 90s Natter time. Yes, we're back. I'm Ash Rose, your host and guide on this, the original 90s football podcast, and I'm here to guide you through the decade that changed football forever. But I never do it alone. Yes, let me introduce my comrades. First, he is uh, fresh from a haircut and fresh from a rainy week in Italy. He's a social media mogul for many plethora of TV shows. Joe Young, how you doing? I'm very well, yeah. Um, Italy, with honest... I went to Italy, uh, south of Italy, about an hour northwest of Naples, and uh, home of Carlo Ancelotti, of course. And um, took the words right. While out I was my there, mouth. people on Facebook, my friends from home in Middlesbrough, were like complaining about their sunburnt shoulders and their sunburnt arms. And it is me, and I've never known weather like it, to be honest. I saw your Instagram um, video when it was literally bucketing cats and dogs, wasn't it? Oh, mate. Well, yesterday when I left, um, it was thunder and lightning. And I still don't know how to say that or indeed spell it. But um, it was thunder and lightning at half past seven in the morning. And I don't think I've ever known that really as an adult. And I'm 42 years old. But um, yeah, thunder and lightning at half past seven in the morning. That's not a thing. And, and, And so our plane got delayed and then we eventually got home. But that's fine. You know, I'd sooner fly in glorious sunshine than horrible, horrible thunder and lightning, which is scary. Should we talk about what I'm doing? Should we just do it? Are you allowed to now? Well, we could always cut it. Okay, cool. <laughs> let's introduce the other person, otherwise he's going to sit there in silence. Um, he is a, he's, an, he's a writer and he loves writing retro writing as much as we love talking about it for many plethora of outlets. Uh, Matthew, Chris, how are you doing? You haven't been in Italy, have you? But you've been at Anfield again, haven't you? Did, or was that last week? Oh, I'm always at Anfield. I'm yeah. at Anfield again. I'm at Anfield again this week. Actually, I'm going for the uh, rugby league magic weekend. But we don't talk about rugby league no, on the show, do we? So uh, hold on, Matthew. Can you explain the difference between uh, rugby league and rugby union, please? Apart from the fact that rugby league is in the north, now, really? rugby union is in the south, and uh, rugby union appears to be played by professional types—lawyers, doctors, architects, that kind of thing. Well, I think you've just done the job for me, really. What is that? It? Well, isn't there like 13 in one and 15 yes, in the other? Yes, 50, and... yes, 13 in one, 15 in the other. This isn't a rugby podcast, I can't even say it. I'm just testing his knowledge. That's well, I'm only going for a bit of a boozer. That's the same, there's beers and gambling involved. That's probably so, you're going on, yeah. so hold on, so you're going, you're going to Anfield on the piss? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Anfield's a very good place to go up for a drink, but this weekend is Magic Weekend, which I'm sure you know what that is. I don't yeah, that's Super League. What no, Super League are we on to now, Matthew, about Super League 24 or something? Yeah, I think so. Maybe a bit ah, more than that. It started uh, in 96. Well ah, done, then. Very quick question, totally off the thing. Is um, Canada and Spain going to become the hubbubs of rugby in the world? How does it turn into a you rugby thought about this, yeah. this should be your next article for the sportsman. Uh, well, I mean... Not they're not going to be the hotbeds, but I mean Spain they're trying to push it in Catalonia and and uh, rugby league's very big in the south of France and north of Spain and uh, they held it, there was a game there last weekend at the new camp between Wigan and Catalan Dragons and there were about thirty odd thousand people there which isn't a lot in the new camp but it was a record for um, a Super League game so they're obviously pushing it there and they're also thinking of taking a second team over to Canada as well. So um, they right, obviously know what okay. they're, they obviously know what they're doing. Yeah. But all more right, importantly, right, I want, I, what I want to know more is, have you, are you still locked in that toilet, Ash? Yeah, we're, we're messing around. With, well, actually, let's go back to a conversation before we start in somehow talking about rugby that I might even edit out. Um, Joe, what are we allowed to talk about now or not allowed to talk about now that you're doing Well, easily? let's just talk about it. Um, so I'm you, working, you I'm working on the channel. I'm working on the very famous Channel 4 television programme, First Dates. There you go. Uh, actually, I'm on the first date hotel at the minute. I, I'm co- talking to you now. You did say working on it, not appearing. Not appearing on it. No, I'm not on it. I mean, I do need help getting dates, but I don't even think Fred could set me up. So, you know, we're all right. Um, Have you met yeah, Fred? So I'm, doing, so I'm out there doing social media for that show, and um, it's insane. It's, I, I was out there for 10 days, and then I'm back in London for three days, and then I'm going back out there for three days to go and interview Ulrika Johnson, of all people. Random, keeping it 90s. Yeah, very well, very much. So it, I tell you what, it's already all I can do, not to just go, Ulrika! Shake my legs and that, and I'm like, mustn't do that, mustn't yeah. do that. What has she got to do first? Is she on a celebrity version? 
she's on the stand up for cancer, stand up to cancer, not stand up for cancer. That's a totally different thing. Uh, yeah, that shouldn't. Uh, yeah, so she's doing that, and there's a guy of Towie and um, Duncan out of blue. He's obviously there. the go-to guy for reality yeah, TV shows. But it's been such horrendous weather out in Italy. Um, I mean, it's been raining, thundering. Like I was there for ten days, and it was seven and a half were absolutely disgusting two and a half were all right and then i'm going back on uh, thursday morning at half past three in the morning i'm getting picked up to go back for three days um so yeah but it's very good fun all the um all the staff are lovely fred is just everything you want fred to be merlin keeps making us cocktails and i have to keep rejecting them because it's you know half past ten in the morning but yeah <laughs> what a lovely show what a lovely crew what a lovely lot of people the only thing i'll say that's bad about it is the uh catering which you know it's really bizarre how can somebody be from like an hour away from naples the home of pizza and fuck up pizza it's, it's quite hard to fuck up a pizza anyway well yeah exactly yeah but they do it and, and how French is Fred? Because I think he's so French. Oh, well, well, I, I'm gonna. Okay, so, um, so Fred is, of course, extremely French. Uh, but he um, forgot the French for love at first sight the other day when I asked him to do some. <laughs> I, I wanted what I did was I asked him to do um, translate cheesy English chat lines into French and into Italian because he speaks three languages. Of course, French. he does. And I said, uh, okay, so one of them was, uh, do you believe in love at first sight? Well, if you don't, I'll walk past again. Okay. Mm. Got the French for love at first sight. And he was going, le mot de... Uh, no, there's a phrase. There's a phrase. And he didn't get it anyway. So God bless him. But he's very muscular. Oh. And uh, looks good. I'll send you a little video later on. Just oh. for us. Okay. Sounds Can we go back to talking about rugby now? No, we really can't. No, all first dates. But I will, as, as Matthew's saying, we're trying to get the sound levels right. I keep changing rooms because obviously I'm going through house renovations, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and we're I, still about this? We're nearly finished. I'm on the decorating stage now. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they are nearly finished. But obviously the room I've decided on tonight is far too echoey. So if I sound echoey, I apologise. Um, Joel sounds like a late night chat show, as Matthew mentioned, because he's got a fancy new mic. So he sound probably that sounds... That you paid for. That I paid for. Um, well, he never gave me the money. Let's be. This is the tenner, you see. Yes, well, there you go. That's the tenner that I owe him, apparently. And uh, Matthew just sounds as good as normal. So I'm not sure how this is going to sound at the end of editing, but we are going to try and work out the sound issues. Um, maybe we should just go in the studio and do this. <laughs> like normal we all done. We did yeah. this in episode one that yeah. we should be in the studio yeah, doing this. And we did do about the first four in the studio. No, it was a bit, a bit more than that, I think. The first season, if, were, if we split it up into seasons, we don't. iTunes tends to do that annoyingly in SoundCloud, but I, I don't. But yeah, the first kind of, I don't know, 20 shows were in it, and then I stopped working in town, and yeah, it was more difficult for everyone. And Matthew, of course... It's all about, it's, uh, Matthew, it's all about Ashley, isn't it? It is, it is all about me. Yeah. Yeah, in his country with, house. I mean, you, with his name spelt the women's way. Yeah, and no, I blame my mother. You've um, you've got that many rooms in your house. You think we'd be able to turn one into a recording oh, studio? Honestly, he lives in he lives in Downton Abbey. Well, yeah. if you're if you're willing to, to travel from Liverpool down to Downton Abbey, then um, we can record with our two. Well, mates. I think I, I think we should. I mean, they've just London North West Railways have just opened up a new line direct. I another, think we another could do it. I think we could do an episode from Ashley's house. But like all of us in different rooms, and then we <laughs> record. You know, if we get like you know cans of beans with strings in them, well, I think it would still sound better. Sound than a little bit better than this, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it'll be keeping it nineties as well with the strings because that won't you know podcasts weren't around in the nineties, of course. So I'm just getting weird that you're calling me Ashley. It's very it's very strange. So I don't really get called that a lot. So um, just getting used to that fact. Um, but yeah, now we'll try and work it out. I mean, obviously we won't have to do it when we're all in the same room in August for the live show at Jumpers for Gold Coast Oh, Festival. that was a very slick link. Um, segue. Tickets available now. Um, check out the tweet this, morning, uh, this afternoon, didn't they, the, uh, that Matthew retweeted, and we've put on our Twitter feed as well. Um, all the lineups there, some great people there. Neil Hurd, who's written some great books about trainers and, more importantly, football kits. Um, the Retro Football Shirt Podcast are doing a podcast before hours, after hours, around hours. But those guys, if you like your football shirts like me, listen to them. They're brilliant as well. So there's a whole load of things going on all over the weekend. Um, so, yeah, check us out. As we keep saying, there'll be more information to come nearer the time about what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Because we don't really know at the moment, but we're sure we'll come up with something. Um, but, yeah, tickets available. Check out Jumpers for Gold Posts on Twitter. The kind of links are in out, the, the pinned tweet on our Twitter feed at the moment, at AK90s. 
Um, looking forward to that. Like, later on, Matthew, you're, you're, uh, you want more planning, don't you? You need more planning in your life. Well, I'm a perfectionist, obviously. Anyone that knows me, you know, would know that. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't sleep at night knowing that there's <laughs> that potentially hundreds of people waiting on our, our every word. And I did hear a rumour that some of the early bird tickets have actually sold out. There you go, yeah, so, uh, so obviously there's, a, there's, a, there's an audience out there. And they, I think so they that means all that's what's... basically... You know, Ashley's family, your family, <laughs> yeah, like one yeah. of my mates just bought a ticket. I mean, it's going to be rude. I'm sure it's going to be such a good do. We're going to have such good fun. Exactly. Dozens and dozens Especially of Especially like, you know, me and Matthew ganging up on Ash for once. That'll yeah. be lovely. Yeah. And, and I, is there going to be a ceremonial handing over of that £10 note? That, I think so. I'll blow it up like a big check like they do. At the yeah. end. I, I don't want to do need. it now. I, I, I don't want to do it now. I'm quite happy with how it stands. He's, he's quite happy. He doesn't need my big check. It's fine. And I'm talking about Peter Check. Wee. Uh, <laughs> keeping it 2000s. New sporting director at Chelsea, anyway. Um, before I get into, we've got a 90s natter that were actually sent in by a listener a couple of weeks ago. And because we've, well, Joel's been away and um, I've been very busy with WWE uh, the last week and a half. So it's, yeah, we haven't got around so to it. So actually, let's talk about this. Wrong podcast, Joel, but go on. So I was in Italy whilst you were at uh, the Monday Night Raw. And Smackdown, yeah. Yeah, and you were tweeting about how great Miz is as a baby face. I'm not Indeed. having it. No, it well, this... Matthew, what that means is there's a wrestler who's a goodie. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, I do remember the Attitude Era, as I keep mm-hmm. telling you. I mean, there were such things as baby faces and heels in the oh, Attitude Era. In British wrestling parlance, they call them... Is it blue eyes and heels, Ash? I think it's blue eyes, yeah. Yeah, blue I think eyes. it is, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Anyway, come on. Yeah, but no, I think, but yeah, well, I'm not going to debate why Miz is a good baby face on the retro 90s football podcast. We'll get to that when we do Money in the Bank this week. But yeah, I do. And it was a good week. Very busy Tomorrow, week for I me. I have to go back to Italy. Yeah, before you have to go back to Italy in the rain. Um, but oh, have, you been, have you been in Italy, Ash? Uh, I didn't, yeah, we didn't really, yeah. You hadn't yeah. mentioned it. Yeah, on television programme, it didn't really. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, no, I didn't know about that, no. Yeah. Right. Well, before we okay. actually, like, we've got, we're 12 minutes in and we've talked about rugby and first dates, so I think people listening probably want to talk about some 90s football. And before we talk about Dean Barkley's subjects that he sent to us on the Twitter feed, um, Matthew, uh, no, Joe, I'm talking about Middlesbrough. Have you seen the bizarre 90s link that's come out today that who's interested in the Middlesbrough job? What, Ravenelli? No, someone of his ilk better in that position there's a strange rumour today that Paddy O'Sullivan even texted me about because he was like have you seen who's been linked with Borough Batty Goal himself has been linked with the manager's job oh uh, Gabriel Batistuta yeah <laughs> the one I was the one I was upset about um, that we we obviously haven't got now is is Michael Reitziger has he been linked as well well, yeah, but he's, he, he's since taken the assistant manager's job at Ajax. But, I mean, he played for us, and that sort of gave me a little chink of hope. I thought, oh, this might be quite cool, and, of course, he's gone and done that, and, and nobody else. It's going to be Jonathan Woodgate. I mean, that, that's it. It's going to be Jonathan well, Woodgate. That, is that I on, hope I'm wrong. You've got that on good authority? Because I'd be interested to know what price he was for that. Uh, he's the favourite, mate. It's, oh, yeah. it's going to be Jonathan Woodgate, yeah. yeah. From what I'm told... Do you want my opinion on this? Go for it. Wow. Um, uh, I think that the chairman is bored of the club but doesn't want to drop us in the shit a la Bolton Wanderers or you know anybody who's gone bust over the, over the years. But I think he's totally bored of it. He doesn't want to spend any money on it. Um, he, he did wipe out a huge amount of debt when he was getting divorced from his wife. So... Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, I appreciate everything Steve Gibson's done. Um, but do you, do you think it would be a good moment to move on? I mean, I know he's done fantastic stuff Gibson, for the club. There's and, nobody else. There's there's one other guy on T side who has more money than um, Steve Gibson, and that's Alistair Powell. Well, yeah, but he doesn't have whoever comes in doesn't necessarily have to be from T side, do they? I mean, no, but. Gibson I mean, won't I, sell. Gibson won't sell to anybody outside of Teesside. No, I'm just thinking maybe the only person who's in Teesside who um, <laughs> Gibson would um, have anything to do with would be Alistair Powell. Alistair I like, Mike I, Powell. I, 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 I like the way you completely avoided that. 
I totally Middlesbrough reference there, yeah. Well, I was seeing, um, <laughs> she was going on about Middlesbrough the other day because apparently BBC News are doing some ode to Middlesbrough week this week. Cause last... Yeah, because do you know why? You know yeah, why and I, I know why because it was like the worst place for a young girl to grow up in in the country. Is that right? Hold on, hold well, on. Since That's Joe, since Joe left. reason why. That isn't the reason why they're doing this Middlesbrough is great bit. Oh, it's because they're doing, you my accent come back there. Yeah. It's why they're doing that Middlesbrough is great bit, right? <laughs> Where it is, is that the Radio 1 big weekend is on in Borough this week. That's what it is. Okay. Well, they mentioned that. I wasn't accusing it. That's the, they mentioned that article in the little vignette that I saw yesterday. With, is it Steph McGovern? Have I got a name right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Steph, yeah. yeah. Steph McGovern. McGovern. All right, okay. McGovern. Okay. But yeah, I've just read that Bat- Bat- Stewart, they're going to turn down Batistuit. And you're right, Woodcate is the favourite. Um, I didn't realise he was still on the coaching staff there. So I yeah, was, uh, no, that was the plan all along. Oh, honestly, it's really depressing. Okay. Oh, I can't even. It's going to be trying to get us up with kids, and oh god, it's it's. Um, look, I get it. You know, Steve Gibson supports the club for twenty million quid a year, and nobody else is going to do it. And like I said, Alistair Powell, who is the one who, the one who does have more money than um, Steve Gibson, turned around and told me, like, turned around and said to me, "You know why I've got so much money, Joel?" And I was like, "Why is that, Al?" And he went. I don't put money in that football club, and I just burst out laughing. So yeah, God bless him. How would you feel? How would you feel, Joel, about a Manchester City style takeover? Well, so this is quite an interesting yeah. thing because we need to mention our friend Andy Tasker. Yes, MCFC uh, underscore. Did you see us have yeah. a row? You I've, see me and him have a row. So had a little tattoo, yeah. Well, I I tweeted out, and Ash did tweet back at me I about did. agreeing with me. Is I am so bored of Manchester City. And I agree so with you. Bored of it. And and Andy, God bless him, and I like Andy, so this is not going to be a row. But Andy turned around and said, oh, you're just jealous and bitter. And I was like, oh, man, it really isn't that. It, like, I don't begrudge you fans for liking that. I said, I just, it feels like fantasy football, FIFA, or, you know, like, you know, like when you start a new season on FIFA or a new career on FIFA and you take over two clubs and then you sell your, oh, you you sell yeah, your yeah. reserve goalkeeper to your player two for like 200 million quid. And then you get that and you take Doncaster to the Champions League final. Um, and it feels like that. And I, I find it pretty sort of. I think I think that like reactions are, City are the best club. I, I, I think, but, but you're, forget, club, you're forgetting the fact that they only just got over the line winning the league. It's not like they won the league by 25 points. I mean, they nearly didn't win it. I mean, they lost four no, I, games. I, that's why I wanted. That's why I wanted Liverpool to win the league. To be honest. Yeah, but I mean, everyone's talking about how as though they walked the league. I mean, they they lost four games this season, which is quite a lot in modern ter- modern times for Liverpool league winning time. Liverpool didn't win the league on their inability to beat mid-table teams again. Yeah, well, that's not not and new, but not to beat Man, and they did beat Man City, did they? That was if they beat Man City, they would have won yeah, the league. They had a draw in the first one, and was it, was it drawing both of them? No, they, yeah, they lost. Beat them. That, yeah, that was only defeat. In the first one, the, the the first game that they should have gone for. Um, so the goal was draw. Was it one-one? Uh, uh, no, well, they could have. No, they could have. Oh, nil, nil. Mara's missed a penalty. Yeah. I, I think people are writing it off a little bit too soon because, I mean, don't forget, City lost four games there against teams that no one would have expected them to lose and they probably shouldn't have lost, but they did. They lost four games and they could have easily not won that league and then people wouldn't have been writing it off. I mean, people are talking as though no one else can never win the league ever again and I, just, I think that's that's rubbish. I, think, I tell you what the key to it's going to be is uh, Guardiola because he gets he moves on somewhere else you know he, he was at Barcelona he's at Bayern Munich he's gone to Manchester City will he stay there I don't think he'll he'll want to win the European Cup yeah when he wins the Champions League I think he'll leave in fairness though they have been winning things since before he came I mean this is their what, fourth, fourth title yeah, in fourth Premier League. five or six yeah. six years or whatever it's, I mean it's I, not like they've burst onto the scene overnight with him but he he has taken them to a total other level. And I kind of agree with the fact that they are probably the best, most exciting, most full of flair British club, um, British club side that there has ever been. But no. I'm bored of it. I'm so bored of it. Like when, they, when they went 1-0 up in the cup final, I just went, oh, it's going to be six this. And, I'll tell you off it too. and that wasn't me being clever. That was just what it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but that was a, you know, I mean, no offence to Watford. I don't think they were ever going to compete in that game. But I mean, over if the season... Watford had got that, if Watford had scored that chance early doors, would it no, have been one think... Watford? No, it would have been 6-1. Yeah, look at Brighton at the last day of the season. They scored no. and then that woke City up, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, but so... I mean, it might have been the same. No, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, but if, but if City had had Liverpool in that cup final or Tottenham, I think it would have been a completely different story. I mean, it, I just think it was a, a mismatch. You know, and that's no offence to Watford. But you do get that in cup finals sometimes. Yeah, I remember... you. United Millwall was a poor cup final. Oh, Chelsea, my fault. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it does happen. So, I mean, to, to base the whole season on that cup, I think a lot of people are taking that cup final and, and using that as some kind of microcosm of the season, which I don't think is actually fair. Cause... Well, Watford, uh, Watford are like a mid-table Premier League side. Well, yeah, but then... They'll not... survive every year and they're happy with that. Yeah, but then you wouldn't expect them to win a cup final against City. But like I said, if that was against, if they'd had Liverpool in a one-off final, I think they would have, struggle if they'd had Tottenham Matthew you know, they could, do, maybe Chelsea do you think and this is such a bizarre question to ask but do you think that a, a Premier League title an FA Cup a League Cup is considered a disappointment for Manchester City because I think it is they won the Champions League don't they that's the that's difference. exactly yeah. the thing yeah. Craig, my best friend Cragsy messaged me the other day and went if Liverpool win the Champions League like they'll both wish they did the they yeah, did they what want to swap trophies did. yeah definitely they won't in the moment. It's obviously uh, different, but yeah. And I mean, to be the first team to do the domestic treble was probably a nice marker and a nice, you know, PR campaign. But yeah, I think the the Champions League is, is one on one. And I tell you, point Matthew as well about they're only a, a point better off Liverpool. But I don't think next season Liverpool will be that good. Like, I don't think Liverpool thing will is, do right. that again. Well, thing is, not. what can Liverpool do to improve? Um, well, not not drop as many points as they yeah. do. Easy. Yeah, yeah, West Ham, beat West Ham, beat Leicester. Who would you go out and say? Liverpool should get X, Y, Z. But it's not about that. It's about having the mentality to beat to win the games that they should have won. And this has happened to teams down the years. I mean, I keep I'm go on about it a lot on this show. But that 91-92 season that United blew the league. I mean, they did exactly really what Liverpool did this season. But they just did it at the end of the season. They, you know, they drew away at Luton. They drew at QPR. They lost to West Ham. You know, they didn't win games that they should have won. And if they had won, they'd have won the league. And they and they blew, they blew it. And, you know, and, and like when you say what can they do to improve, well, you learn how to win games like that. They, Having said that, you know, I mean, look at Tottenham who spent a net sum of zero, mm-hmm. I think, all year, and they're at Champions League final, have got a brand new stadium. And, you know, who do you think is going to win that game? I think, it's a, I think it's a mentality, Joel, to be honest. And I, I obviously, living here and speaking to... But do you not think Liverpool like but, the greatest... Because I thought... Yes, that, yeah, but... Yeah, and I think they, they're a brilliant team. But I tell you, at Christmas... I was saying to, I mean, I lost 110 quid in bets with Liverpool fans because I was saying. Well, did you, you read that? Did you write that down in your book from being a 14 year old? <laughs> I've written it down in my diary, so in about 20 years' time we can talk about it. <laughs> oh, but, we need to talk but, about my diary actually. Okay. But just to finish with a point, I, Liverpool no, fans genuinely, well, they just didn't didn't think they were going <laughs> to win the league, and I think it's written through. It's it's ingrained in that club. They don't think they're going to win the league, and it's a bit like United in the nineties, well, the late eighties. It's almost like, no, we don't do that. Oh no, we we'll blow it. Oh no, we're going to. And as soon as they drew it against Leicester and then against West Ham, people were saying to me, "That's it, it's over. We've lost it." You know, and that's where they lost it. And they've got to get like over a, that. Is that like a scouse negativity then? I think. Sorry, it's a negativity from a, cl- a club that hasn't won the league for thirty years. Yeah, I know what that's like. It's, it's just dry. a. No, it's you only in, you only didn't win the league for twenty six years. Mate. Well, yeah, but I mean it's the same mentality. I remember how it felt. I mean, from an outsider, I was as an outsider, I was saying to these guys, you know, you are you win you'll win the league. You're the best team. I still think they were the best team in the league, but you know, it, in the whether it's in the club or the players or certainly the fans, they don't believe they're going to win it. And and it, it came true in the end. I mean, I know they couldn't have tried much more than they did towards it, the running, but. Uh, as soon as they, they dropped points, there was that element of, here we go again. And I think, I don't know how you get over that. I mean, obviously, the players aren't the same as the ones that have blown it, so to speak, in the past. But it, I just I think the fans, I mean, do, do you remember the Leicester game just after Christmas, was it, when they won all and it cut to the crowd and everyone had their head in their hands yeah, and there was maybe. a hush around the stadium? And, and it's almost like, oh, here we go. And I remember that feeling at United. I remember Easter Monday against Forest when they beat United and everyone came out that ground going, here we go, we've blown it. You know, that. And it's that sort of mentality. And I, I suppose the players might not have that feeling, but certainly from a fan's point of view, there's a feeling of an inevitability. And I just think that might cost them. But but um, we'll see. But yeah, in terms of how can they improve, you've got to win games like Leicester at home, 
West Ham away. Beat, they should have beaten a poor United team that essentially had nine men. Yeah, uh, and you know they they kind of choked a bit away at Everton because the occasion got to them, but that's where they lost it. And you know that's the end of my little rant about <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> um, is Van Dijk the defender that everybody talks yes. about? Yes, I think so. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes. So. yes, I agree. Yeah, he, yeah. He, I don't have the stats still up to us date but to a certain point no one had dribbled past him all season and that's the first time that's ever happened no one had literally taken the ball past him which is ridiculous you would have done Janinho yes <laughs> but he is every especially bit. then because Van Dijk would have been about 12 yeah he is every bit of the defender they, they talk about he got my vote I voted in the Football Writers Awards and I voted for Van Dijk and it's a testament to how well he's come on as well who, got, who got those awards uh, Sterling won that award well, yeah, but yeah. Des- probably deserved, I think. Are you trying to be... Now you've got that nice new microphone, are you trying to become the sort of Adrian Durham of this show and question every, you know, ask if they're That's all that and all this? Look, I'm just, look if, don't question me for being interested in both your opinions. <laughs> oh, okay, right. point taken. Well, I think we should talk you know, about... I'd no, like you both. Yeah, we should talk about some 90s football because... It's, we probably it's, should, we yeah. We probably should. It's now nearly half an hour in and we barely touch the subject. So actually, no, speaking of 90s football, I've got a bone to pick with you. Me or Matthew? No, you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, this sounds... That was a very deep you. Well, you know what I'm going to say? What? 42. What's 42? Matthew, do you know? I have no idea what you're no, talking about. FA Cup 42. FA Cup 42? No, you've stumped me. Go on. You know exactly what I'm on about 1997. 42 seconds final oh on the twitter feed i got yeah i can't you know appease um, i've got so much grief online about that (laughs) so basically ash runs the ak90s twitter account he can't remember the password otherwise me and matthew (laughs) were both saying this so it's obviously it's obviously not a democracy it's more of a it's more of a what's it called Democ- um, dictatorship. Dictatorship. Yeah, it's a benign dictatorship <laughs> that we have. So, so Ash goes out and goes. Here's a day, 22 years ago, that ruined Joel's day. It's Roberto Di Matteo scoring a goal after 20, 42 seconds, and it's, I was like, "It's oh, a marker. Of, it's a big moment in the nineties. I don't mean it as a personal shot at you, my dear. I really don't." How was it? I mean, I was there. The guy, but I always say the guy behind me going, "Oh, what is just the, my greatest football memory of the 1990s?" I always and I that Juninho going for that header and missing it. Like my two favourite things. And I didn't instantly get that because in my head it's 27 seconds. I don't know why. I always think that. I even you're that. thinking of you're thinking of Brian Robson's goal in the 82. Is that what goal. that is? Yeah. I don't yeah. Know what's, is it's that nine seconds? That one. No, it was 20, 27, 27 seconds. seconds. And then Lewis Sahar. It's like uh, it's like uh, King Kong Bundy squashing SD Special Delivery Jones at WrestleMania. One. Ash. That's, yeah, that was, I don't know what seconds that was either. Not off the top of my head. Be, it was meant to be six seconds, then it'll be 29. So if you want to go and find um, at WO underscore pod, so, uh, we did the first WrestleMania, it was very good. It was. Well, you got an access to that Twitter account as well, so you can tweet on that. Well, yeah. yeah I exactly. encourage you. Exactly. I try to. Good. I try to. Anyway, before we get to De- Dean's actual questions, which is seemed. Uh, I think he's probably turned off by he now. Probably turned he's off interested now. in. Unless he's interested in Liverpool or Manchester well, City. Well, nice it's a, a little modern take on football, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I've got a question for you both, which I haven't prepared you for. I'm sorry, but um, this will be off the top of your heads because it was asked on the Twitter feed. Um, it is from a new account called After Extra Time Shirts at AET, AET Shirts, who I don't know what they do. I think they buy and sell um, retro shirts, which is about the 95th website that does that but they, they look very good and they've got some great shirts on there um, but they asked us the question which I answered but I wanted to ask you guys this as well for your favourite home shirt, away shirt and goalkeeping shirt of the 90s now they don't have to be Borough, they don't have to be Man United it's um, what, is it like what, it's got to be of the same team no no so I picked the Liverpool home shirt from 1990 the classic candy one I picked the, obviously the USA 94 away shirt and then my goalkeeper shirt was the uh, QPR 91-92 shirt, the Jan Stayscale one, fluorescent green and yellow that I still haven't got my hands on. So if anyone has that line around their house and they want to sell it, hello, at Ashrose UK, please. Um, so Do you, you want me to jump in, Matthew? Or you yeah, can, you go. Or just, or I've, got, you can... I've got two. I'm, I'm thinking of my Well, I think, I think my goalkeeper shirt is Rene Higuita. Oh, the, the Columbia, well, the one he actually wore at Wembley. 
the crazy one, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That would be the one that looked like a ticker tape parade. Yes, yeah, yeah. I would go there. Um, the ones that are jumping out is my favourite away shirt, and this is quite bad, this, but I, Ecru. Oh, the, the classic Ecru, yeah. yeah, the Liverpool shirt. Liverpool yeah. Ecru, which is very much of its time. You wouldn't wear that now. I don't think it's even like a colour now. Out of the catalogue in about 1995. Yeah. Lovely thing. You know, woolly waistcoats. You remember them, Matthew? I bet you had a woolly waistcoat. I never worn a woolly waistcoat <laughs> in my life. You never had a woolly waistcoat? No. You no, would do no. running a book outside. I probably school. was, yeah. Yeah. Um, and my favourite home kit. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to go the classic brazil nike one that was just yellow nike tick badge if i had more time i would think of something right. better but that's the one i'm going that's for okay. i said off the top of your heads go on matthew did yeah you do off the, well off the top of my head the first one that came to my mind and you'll appreciate this i'm going to say away kit technically it was a third kit if that gives it the that's game right. away well, well yeah we'll leave that the, the blue uh, maple leaf united yeah. kit yeah that, that my mate brian mcclair used to wear oh, um, all right i was chucky yeah i was i was with him today actually we had a good all right yeah, good what, chat, what, yeah what's going on what's well, up, we just, what, which which t-shirt band t-shirt was he wearing? um he didn't have a he didn't have a band t-shirt on today he'd been out somewhere doing some something and he had a rather smart black polo shirt on today mm. but with, with a rather scruffy jacket over the top but um i let him off for that united sorry Number he won number nine. Yeah, he did. We were actually talking today about Buckfast, which I'm sure you know all about, Joel. Well, I went to see Oasis at Loch Lomond, so yeah, I certainly know about that. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's, your home shirt. Yeah. Away <laughs> uh, shirt, the blue maple leaf. Now, you know a shirt that I used to love in the 90s, and you might this might surprise you, is that the Liverpool 90... Uh, what are we thinking? 89-90, the, what was referred to around these parts as the bird shit. Oh, yes, yeah, that's what I picked, yeah, the, the Glenn, Glenn, yeah, Glenn, yeah, yeah. Glenn Hussein. Well, you, I yeah. thought you had, you meant the one without the flex on it. Oh, no, all about the flex. No, yeah, I, the I flex. love that. Well, that's funny that you picked that one as well. Yeah. I just I thought that was a great kit. I yeah. love the fact that the go, the goalkeeper shirt had the same In the green, yeah. bird shit on it as well. So yeah. for that reason, I'm going to pick that. It's yeah, my favorite yeah. sort of Grobler goalie kit. Yeah. I did like the Villa 89-90 kit with the classic pop stud Umbro, sort of nice. David Platt. Yeah, that was a you know I love that those kits because Everton had a similar sort of umbro button one as well they all yeah. did but um, um, but no I'll go for the the 80, 89-90 Liverpool home and keeper shirt and the maple leaf Claire ninety one kit yeah. lovely tell us on Twitter I mean the the Twitter feed that from the after extra time shirts there's loads on there that they, everyone's replied to because he quoted a few accounts in there so some nineties linked kit accounts and, and things like that so yeah have a look at the feeders i'm looking at loads of kits the germany ones just come up but some aston villa goalkeeper kit but yeah have a look on there um talking to kits that segues nicely zoom, into so we had a tweet from dean barkley at dean 191919191 no i don't know what they what they mean but there's lots yeah of he's ones. tweeting from like about ten thousand years in the, yeah, in the future so he's really he's keeping it 90s in the next sort of generation that's uh, that's amazing um, but he said for his 90s natter topics, and the first one is a goalkeeper one, but it's not the question I thought it first was when I read it. When I reread it yesterday, I was like, oh, actually, he's asking for the opposite. So he says, goalkeeper shirts not all being fluorescent and having padding, although ASICs were brilliant. So I suppose Bruce Grobbler's kit, Matthew, falls under that, because I think he's talking yeah. about at the beginning of the decade when, because the 90s are obviously known for goalkeeper shirts being ridiculous, especially mid-90s when they went a bit mental, as Joel mentioned with and ring a but he's more thinking of classic. He had a Do you remember Tim Flowers, Warwick? Oh Green. God, yeah, the, the Blackburn yeah. one. Yeah, see, that was as 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 um, Ash says, that was when the sort of the classic. Well, I think that was the, the sort of Premier League era of goalkeeper shirts. Yeah, you've got to remember the early nineties. As I've said many a time on their show, there was very little difference between the sort of end of the first division and the beginning of the Premier League, and uh, particularly the sort of you know, the last season of the old first division. And yeah, the Grobbler bird shit kit was a classic example of a classic mm. um sort of adidas goalie kit and do you remember that in those days as well keepers would wear the shirt uh, the shorts and the socks that the outfield players yeah. wear they would just simply have a different top which is fascinating because you never see that now do you i mean the no, goalie kit now is, is, kit, is yeah. yeah and um i mean one of my favorites from that era was the schmeichel's one when he first joined and it was a green sort of classic goalie kit with um a black collar and then yes. it had sort of like black Almost like 
sort of radar yeah, yeah, pattern yeah, going, yeah. going down. It, um, you know, and it was just a smart... I always like green goalie kits because it's sort of traditional. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, so I think before the sort of the explosion of the stupid sort of over-the-top goalie kits that started about, what, 95 probably, you still had the traditional sort of... I mean, I suppose United... I mean, thinking of Schmeichel, I remember that first goalie kit when United first won the league with the bootlace kit oh. that awful sort of green kit green goalie kit with loads of sort of Striping diamonds all over diamond it yeah, and, yeah. And, and it had like a round neck collar I yeah. never really liked that one so that sort of started all that but yeah before that I'd, I'd definitely give a nod to Grobelar's bird shit kit and the Schmeichel kit with the, with the sort of radar stripes down I'm sure you can find a picture and oh, okay. tweet it out but yeah, um, tweet that um, Joe, do you agree? Do goalies should always be in green, or has, have we lost that sort of noble colour? For the thing that I would now? say is, I like I like goalkeepers in short sleeve shirts. Oh, okay, that's you'll probably disagree with yeah. that. But like Taffarel was the first one who did yeah, that. Yeah, I remember I Taffarel doing it for Brazil. Yeah, I think of um, yeah. Buffon does it a lot, doesn't he? Mm. Campos, Campos did it, didn't he? Yeah, it they, they, were like, they were so baggy, they didn't seem like they were short sleeved. But yeah, I think, no. I think they were short sleeved as well. Yeah, it's yeah. What I do. What I did want to talk about with you all is, is just horrible kit manufacturers. Yes, this well, he mentions Asics there, which, you know, I think Blackburn had a few goalkeepers, uh, top big crazy ones, because they, when they won the league, they were Asics. But yeah, you They were definitely Asics, yeah. So what a great picture of Tim Flowers drinking a can of um, Bottle. McEwen's when they won the league. <laughs> yeah, it was the Carlin Premiership, and McEwen's pushed that out as like a big ad campaign, which I thought was very well, funny. You know what Tim Fellows had? He always had bottle, as you as you reminded us constantly. What about me shouting, Tim Flowers, you look like Ian Botham? <laughs> Does he? Do you think so? Yeah. Okay. What other kit manufacturers are you saying a, a, a shit kit maker? Um, Pony. <laughs> Avec. Avec, yes. That Sunderland, that was... They're doing somebody at the minute as well. I would say Hummel, but I'm not about to say Hummel now. Well, you've got Herrera in the... Um, in the no, I, I like yes, Hummel. Hummel had yeah. some great kits. Mexico 86. Hummel Denmark, very, very 80s, aren't they? I think they lost yeah. their life. I don't that, think they were around much in the 90s, to be honest. Well, that Villa, Sorry, Villa, that Villa and Southampton had Hummel with the classic... Yeah. They uh, had yeah, the Denmark. We've got Hummel at the minute. That's the joke. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, because Rangers. Yeah, only, only Steph McGovern would have got that. James, <laughs> so, yeah. she, Steph McGovern is dying out tonight. Hey, it's a big week in Middlesbrough this week. I'm sure it is. Uh, not well, not no, for a young girl. girl you're one roadshow, or the you know whatever it's called these days, the big weekend. That's in Middlesbrough this week. So yeah, Miley Cyrus is going to have to go to Middlesbrough. And how long before we see somebody trying to force feed her a Palmer? Probably it's going to happen, isn't it? So you've got sorry, Herrera, who we keep are currently manufactured by. Is it Herrera? Uh, Norwich. They do Norwich now as well. Yeah, they do Norwich very well. They do much better than they do the QPR kits actually. Oh, but don't don't no. But the Norwich City away kit now. Yeah, it's it's like green. It just looks like the home kit. Yeah, well, Norwich City don't need an away kit. It looks kit. like it looks like a green away kit, but designed within the Crystal Dome in the Crystal Maze. Yeah, they don't need... Well, they didn't need one this season. I mean, when they've got Wolves and Watford next season, they will need an away kit. But um, No, their away kit this season's white. You're thinking of the third kit that's green, so they probably didn't Yeah, ever, that third kit, yeah. Yeah, they didn't ever need a third kit. Um, Avec, you mentioned there. Sunderland comes to mind with, with Yeah, Avec. that's the one that jumped in yeah. my head, yeah. Um, one that I thought of, and I, it was mentioned on... I've mentioned already, and again, they're dining out tonight as well, the Retro Football podcast. Um, they were talking about a Cholton kit from the mid-90s that was made by Quasar. There's what, like, like the, the, yeah, the, I do uh, remember Quasar. Yeah. Quasar. Yeah. Where you go and play Laser Quest. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think they're the same company. Not like they used to be in the Trocadero in London. But yeah, they were. They yeah, made Quasar. Them. Did they not make the Charlton kit when they lost that epic playoff against Sunderland? No, I think that, that, that by one? that point they were something else. And I don't remember. That annoys me off the top of my head. I mean, talking of, I just really wanted to shoehorn in the reference to the fact that those two are playing each other again in the playoffs and the fact it was an epic 90s encounter back in what, it was 21? I mean we talked about that uh, I think way back in one of the first few episodes when we talked about matches of the 90s and I thought I was the only one in that particular room that, that thought that fondly of that game mainly because I'm from that era and my best friend is um, era, area um, and my best friend is a Charlton fan so I, it's quite dear to my heart because I went to school the next day and suddenly not only was my best friend a Charlton fan but everyone else who I thought was a well I was I, I was very upset because I, I told you before I bought shares in Sunderland purely on the, the Cox Sportif that's who I had, had uh, that yeah. Day. yeah 
um, yeah, as a Sunderland shareholder, as I was at the time, all of about 250 quid's worth, I was devastated because the share price plummeted after that game and I lost my investment pretty much. So uh, always brings back painful about you memories. Going on the, um, your investments again. And my carpet bagging in the uh, 90s football clubs, yeah. See, Steph McGovern would appreciate that with her business. <laughs> well, her she's, business you know, she's very business-minded, Steph. Yes. This, yeah. this episode of Alarm Kickers is sponsored by Steph McGovern. Um, but yeah, so yeah, no, it was a great final. Great <laughs> well, final. no, I think it's probably sponsored by Middlesbrough Borough Mid- Council. Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, uh, there was the four-all final was great. I look, good luck to Chelwood on Sunday as well. Um, any more on shit kit makes, Joe? You mentioned you haven't mentioned Pony, which were the antithesis of bloody yeah, Pony shit makes, bust, which is quite an interesting one. I mean, it was always funny that Pony sponsored uh, made West Ham United. And Tottenham, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was always quite a funny one, and they, yeah. they don't exist anymore. Um, Umbro- they American. Pony. They were American. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. did lots of basketball stuff, yeah. you know, uh, Jordans and stuff. And I think they started off in tennis because uh, Tracy Austin tennis ponies is the first ones I remember oh, seeing. Okay. Didn't know that. Um, it's like View From. I think we were the only football club ever to have a kit made by View From that also did the uh, British Olympic team for '96. I think it was. Um, had a weird squiggly line as their logo. I've got some lovely QPR kits. But the kits were actually really, really nice, but they only made QPR, and I don't know whatever happened to them again, because I'm going to Google them right now. Um, but they yeah, really like View from Sportswear. I wonder if they're still going. But um, no, the fall and rise of unfashionable sport brand. Uh, there you go. Unfashionable. How dare they? They made our kit. Um, but yeah, no, there's lots of good and bad football kits and the football kit makers in the 90s. Um, moving on to Dean's, and this kind of segues into itself, and I don't know why I thought of you on this one, Matthew. Maybe it's goal nets. Um, but you remember keepers hanging towels in their net along with glove bags. Is this one of those well, little things we don't really notice that's gone from our Yeah, club? I'm glad well, I don't have anything to do with this because I'm just out the window with this. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. The towels in the goal net is very much a modern thing. What you don't see now is... Goal, goalkeeper's bags, as he, yeah. as Dean says. There. I mean, I'm, you always, I always remember keepers running out. At, well, for the start of the game, especially at half time, they'd run out and they'd have a bag under their arm, you know, and, and uh, sort of clapping, just trying to clap with a bag in one hand, and then obviously their, their other free hand. And I'm always wondering what was in there. I assume it was a cap in case the sun yeah, was in their eyes, which you very see rarely that. see. Yeah, you don't see that anymore. Um, a spare pair of gloves, maybe a. I don't know what else could have been in there, but I mean, you just, I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw a keeper come out with them because you could even buy goalkeeper bags. I and mean, I remember kids at school having glove bags and and stuff like that. But um, they're now essentially it's just, boot bags, though, weren't they? That's what they essentially were. Well, they were slightly, but they were a little bit more. Flat. They were a little thin, thinner, yeah. I think. Because, um, but it was yeah. I mean, it was standard for and the keeper. You know, when the, the whistle would go a hard time, the keeper would have to run back into the net to pick up his glove bag, and it would inevitably get. A load of abuse or praise, depending on what fans are behind him. But um, definitely something you don't see now. Whereas the towel, you do. I mean, the towel's a sort of standard accessory for a keeper now. Over the shoulder when they run out, and they they tend to sort of hang it through the the uh, netting. And uh, you know, but yeah, glove bags. I mean, that goes back well before the nineties. But um, grot bags. Yeah. Uh, Carol Lee Scott. <laughs> yeah, this is grot bags. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love a bit of grot bags. Um, you, you like short sleeve shirts on a goalie, Joe. What about jogging bombs? Because that's more of a nineties thing as well. Do you, do you like the jogging oh, bombs? That, that just that just reminds me of horrible PE teachers. Yeah. Um, well, you must have been a you must come have... and teach your geography when they should be doing like you know just kicking about with that. Oh God! Were you going to Loftus Road, Ash, when um, they had the plastic pitch? No, was that before your time? Because that, time, that was yeah. the standard. That was the standard for keepers when they would go oh, there. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's you know yeah, yeah, no every... one wants hard knees. No, every keeper you'd you know, would have the, the jogging bottles with the socks pulled up to the knees. You know the classic. Uh, it was only classic that. What look. was that? Um, Crystal Palace keeper who was still doing it in the two thousands. Karali, Karali, he was the Hungarian. Yeah. He did it for a while. In the, 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 the grey, yeah. they were like sweatpants. Yeah, they? they were like Nike sweatpants, proper like yeah. you know that you wear, just what I literally am wearing now. Um, yeah, so he was. Oh, you, you've let yourself go, mate. You're wearing yeah. jogging pants. I was stuck on a train for over an hour today because somebody decided to kill themselves at Moose and Keene. So it wasn't exactly a great day to be. Um, I wasn't wearing the jogging bombs there, though. So if I'm coming. Yeah, home, I, hope, I hope you're not blaming that on where you wearing jogging bombs. Well, no, I'm coming home because I'm I, relaxed I, now. I, I blame it more on being in Milton Keynes, probably. Well, I was on the train going through Milton Keynes yeah. on my way back from Birmingham, where I was today. 
Um, talking to Steph Houghton, the England women's captain, who's lovely. For a minute there, I thought you were going to say Steph McGovern. No, not Steph McGovern. No. <laughs> we do still need a guest for the live show. But I think it might be Steph McGovern at this rate. Yeah. She doesn't know how famous she is already on this uh, little podcast, indeed. Um, let's finish on Dean's final point then. Um, this is one I like to kind of think about as well. I'm not going to cr- the cover the only one game on Christmas Eve because I'm not even sure what he means by that. Because, Well, I can tell you because I was there. Oh, he would, yeah, you were there. We've talked about yeah, this Yeah, United at Leeds versus Manchester United. Is that what United. Well, I assume so, because there was only... Uh, Christmas Eve football used to... Well, let's start at the beginning. Christmas Day football used to be yeah, huge. Yeah, the, in the 60s yeah, and 50s. 60s yeah. and 50s. Yeah, and yeah. then they sort of phased it out. And um, then, in I think, the late 80s, they exper- I think Brentford experimented with Christmas Eve football and it didn't work. And then... Well, um, like, how, like, we've talked about this before, surely, but going to a game on Christmas Eve it was brilliant and I'm telling you now they should bring it back I thought it was a I great day I remember this conversation now because I was like no yeah. it's Christmas no but that's <laughs> what you want Christmas there's nothing to do it's boring you no, want to go to football I remember, yeah I'm, I'm, this is kind I, of screaming I, back to me now and, yeah. yeah it was it was December 24th 1995 the epic 95-96 Keegan Ferguson United season, Newcastle yeah. season United were going through a terrible run They were Newcastle were streaking away United had just lost away at Anfield um and they lost this game 3-1 on uh, on Christmas Eve away at Leeds. But it was great because it kicked off about half 11 in the morning, I seem to remember. And um, everyone was in the pub by, you know, three o'clock. So happy days. But I don't I, think be there's a, a law or, you know, I don't think it's, you, there's not games on Christmas Eve now on purpose. I think your Christmas no, Eve... No, no, it, yeah. it, was, it was because it was a Super Sunday game. Oh, yeah. It was just a Sunday, so... You know, effectively, you could have games if Christmas Eve falls on a Saturday. There's absolutely no yeah. reason why you shouldn't think, have them. I mean, still be but everyone, everyone gets all upset about it now, as though it's the worst thing in the world. Whereas, you know, well, I don't see why people go to work Christmas Eve, people go I out don't. Christmas Eve. <laughs> well, you don't, but I mean, I'm sure people, a lot of people do. I know, but I'll be, um, I, I refuse. I refuse to. I sit at home and wait for Santa Claus to come. That's my Christmas Eve. Yeah, but I mean, I think there's. I'm telling you, Christmas Day football would be the biggest thing going if they. Oh, look at Day! No, no, yeah. no. Well, nobody's going to go to a Christmas Day game. I, I would. Right, really? Ash, can we can we do this as a poll? Would you go to a game on Christmas Day? Well, no, Ash would because he lives in his country pile with you know, and he's got kids and he lives in a house, a very big house in the country. In the country. He's, got, he's got animals to feed and that kind. But for you know, people, match going fans, Christmas Day, Liverpool, Everton, United City. I'm telling you now, people would lap it up. There'd be about twenty million. 20 million people will watch on Sky. imagine how much of a riot that is going to cause in this country? If people are just sitting down, you know, Top of the Pops has been on, we're getting in the Queen's speech, and then the lads go, all right, ladies, we're off to the game. Oh, all right, you know, yeah, all right. Oh, well, I don't, well, what's wrong with that? The, why just the lads as well, Joe? That's a very... No, that's where yeah. I was getting... Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, know, or if, you know, if the lads have cooked the meal, exactly. and then the ladies... Like, oh, well, we're doing this. No, Joe's, no. Joe's gone all 1950s man again, like he did the other week, you know, talking about getting women to do his washing up and his that ironing. Was me. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> that was yeah, you, sorry, yeah. yeah. Anyway, apologies. Uh, we've, we've clearly been through this argument before, so go in the archive and uh, listen to that. Um, the last point he was going to make, though, Sky not having a set of team pundits instead of a player from each team. Um, I, I kind of agree, but I think they kind of do a bit of both in the modern day. I know they did used to just they have. It's. You know, because if they were paying Thierry Henry five million pounds a year, I think it was more than that. Yeah, it was nine, ridiculous. Yeah, five million a year, wasn't it? Nine, nine million quid, I think it was. Yeah. It was yeah a anyway, that's not split. I know, and I know for a fact that um, this, I'm not blaming Stephen Gerrard for this, but when Stephen Gerrard became a pundit on BT Sport, just a bit before that, I was actually t- pitching a TV show to BT Sport, which got quite far down the line. Then they run out of money because they were spending it on their new punditry team, including Stephen Gerrard. Um, so I know ah, that... this is a funny one. Um, this is one for the other podcast, but WWE to um, BT Sport. Yes, well, tomorrow we can talk about that. But yeah, no, it's not confirmed. There yet. you go, kids. If you're interested in that, can on. I just say on the panel thing? This is, almost goes back to what I was preaching about, waxing lyrical about last week about the, the match and yeah. how. They used to, it was almost a bit, it was more ad hoc, wasn't it? I mean, if you had, say, Liverpool against United, if Brian Robson was injured, which he inevitably always was in the 80s, 
they would have Brian Robson in the studio, you know, and he'd be giving his opinion and vice versa. If you know, it does happen sometimes. Yeah, I, I think, think they still kind of. I don't know what Dean's going on about. It used to be that's what, and, and, you're, and you're right, Matthew. What they're what you're both saying in that that was what they used to do. That was the norm. Well, I think now I think I they think what still he's saying, kind I think, of do. I think, what it, I think what he's saying is now they've got a roster. Yeah, for most games, if you, if you a rotating yeah. gang, that are yeah, right. if you if you had a Super Sunday this week, you know it would be Soonis, now Alex Scott, um, you know Red Alex now. Scott yeah, is very very good, and I think Soonis is very good. Now, I know people don't like I him, like but Soonis, I yeah. really like. Well, him. I like Soonis, yeah. And, and Alex Scott's got the best agent in football because she's bloody everywhere. Not just, yeah. not saying she shouldn't be, but she does very yeah. well for herself. Yeah, she? just be careful. All right, no, no, she's, she's very good. No, I really like Alex yeah. Scott. Um, uh, she's a but but you know. But I think that's what um, she's no Steph McGovern, but still. No, no. I think I think that's what being said. I think, but I think that's the thing with football now. It's it's all very samey, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I'm sort of going on a, t- a tangent, but you know, you, you you used to put the TV on, and you didn't know who was going to be in the studio, who was going to be. But I mean, you know, it's going to be Neville and Carragher, Martin Tyler, and one of those two, and then you you three from four in the studio. It's not really that element of um, you know. You, you used to have your sort of roving. Pundits in you'd have Bobby Robson and sometimes obviously an inj- a player that was injured or ex player or someone connected some, to both clubs, yeah. Yeah. And obviously you had Greavesy and Saint and, and whoever, you know, on the ITV sort of side of it. But um now it's almost it's pretty much boxed off who you're gonna have, which I think is just classic sort of broadcasting now. I don't think anyone's prepared I mean Joel knows more about it than me, but I don't think anyone's prepared to take risks in any kind of broadcasting now. It's all very much belt and braces you know right we know who we've got and we know they know what they've been briefed how to broadcast and what to say and it's all sort of you know i mean to have a sort of slightly controversial character like jimmy greaves on on set making slightly risque jokes just wouldn't happen now would it was the pity in, in my opinion well i mean you know it, there was an element of character i mean you'd have dennis law popping up and you'd have you know there were just certain people that were entertaining they weren't necessarily there for an expert opinion now you've got to have an expert opinion you've got yeah, to have a Saturday what goes on in there Matthew Letizia who is good actually Thompson yeah, yeah but that's Charlie that's not, Charlie Nicholas. Nicholas. Yeah, but that's not what yeah but that's not what we're talking about we they wouldn't put any of those on on a Super Sunday panel I wish they would in a way I'd love to see one of the Charlie Nicholas on a live game I think it'd be a lot more entertaining it's you almost get like Sky. occasionally don't you you get Mercer yeah. every now and then yeah but I think yeah, I just think they just like what they like and what they know, and I think they, they're sort of sticking to their formula, and that's just that's just the way. I get Sky kind of is... um, sick of the whole Carragher Neville thing. If I'm honest, I, think... I, I do. You know, I think I think I prefer BT to be honest. I think BT is a lot more. You know, after a game on a Saturday, and they sit there for about four, yeah, five hours right, having yeah. a, and I like that. It's a lot more informal, and they'll have a chat, they laugh. I mean, but Sky so is just about. You, you know, about when I was working at eleven, and um... for about two weeks. Yeah. It was longer than that. Well, it's about as long as they had the La Liga contract. That's true. Uh, or Serie A, sorry, not La Liga. Um, and I was sort of part, strangely part of um, the Premier League broadcast. We've talked about this, haven't we? How mental it is. Yeah. People who listen to this in any other country than Britain will totally, this is totally normal to you. But for us, it's nuts. So you get two hours two hours of build-up before the first game of the day, like the 12 o'clock game. And that's like a a sort of match of last week and then a build-up to the game. And then you see the game and then you get 40 minutes, 50 minutes before you get to the three o'clock. Then when the three o'clock comes, you get that match, but you're getting the goal rushes, you know, while, you know, split screen, he's the goals from that, he's the goals from there. Then you get the next game, the six o'clock game. And, then they go into analysis of that. Then you get a match of the day program. And then after that, you get a phone in that goes on for four hours, which is absolutely nuts. And I think that's where we're going to be in five years. That you well, can just get the Premier League over the top on your fire stick. And, and I kind of think if that's what you want, then you should be allowed to have it. Yeah, I agree. And we've spoken about this before. But if we do do that and Sky part of it then they're going to have to expand their roster because you can't have eight hours of but we said this to no, but Carragher and Neville oh god no no I, I agree with you on Carragher I think they both have something to add and I like them both but Neville is they're just so they can, it's almost like they think it works and they're just going to down well flog it to death and I just think it's you've got it less is more in so many ways in 
in content, and I think you could, there's only so much of it you can take. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, no, it's the, it's a little bit forced for me. Oh, yes, it's almost like they, yeah, they, oh, they think, you know, they, they're, and yeah, I mean, I think I'm sure they get on quite well, and they probably do take the Mickey out of each other and everything. But it's almost a bit, you know, and, and Neville seemed to be everywhere, the, particularly the second half of the season just gone. I mean, he was doing the Monday night, he was yeah. doing, you know, midweek games, he was doing weekend games, and it's almost. You know, that's where may not be rubbish. Just be honest. Yeah, and it's, it gets a little bit. You know, I mean, that's where diversity comes in, and that's where you want someone else maybe to be. You know, that's where I mean, that's why Keane's gold, isn't it? When they ever get Keane in the studio, it's only ever very rare. But when he is, they absolutely love it because he gives everyone exactly what they want to hear. Um, so you know, maybe find maybe go out and find a few more characters like that that are going to make it a little bit more interesting. But you know, I think they're I think they're just a little bit cautious about that kind of thing and they they just want to keep it all quite you know they don't want to take too many risks i suppose even match of the day have the same you know it's always sheerer right yeah but that's fair enough for a 45 minute you know for i mean but for a for super sunday you think most of the weeks i've got two games now so it starts at 12 and finishes at nearly six o'clock they don't even have like two sets of pundits for each game they have the same You know, so I you, suppose you, in the nineties we had Hanson and Brooking every week, didn't we? So it wasn't something different on Match of the Day. There's always no, well, no, but then you only, you know, if you had live games, they weren't on for that long, so yeah. you really didn't have that much time to cover. But if you've got the amount of time that they have now, which is essentially about six hours of live broadcasting, that, you know, why not? Mix it up. Why not break it? Mix it up a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Comp- I, you know, I'm, I could refer back to the match and how good they were with this kind of thing. You know. But I bring always back, talk about basically the match. bring back the match. That's that's yeah, basically what we're yeah. saying. Um, well, thank you very much to Dean Barkley at Dean one nine one nine one from the future. That was very, if you want, I'm following that was, wasn't that a wasn't that a TV show in the in the nineties? Oh no, that was uh, that was a, some kind of. Uh, California postcode, wasn't it? No, you're thinking about Beverly Hills now. No, Beverly Hills, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah classic. R.I.P. Luke Perry. Um, if you want to get in touch and want <laughs> Father to, of Jungle Boy. There you go. Who wants? If you want to talk to us and get us talking '90s natter, then yeah, we are on Twitter feed at AK '90s. Just tell us what you'd like to talk about, because as you can see, not only did we did talk we, about. Gosh, did we ever do? Um, which sponsor is most closely associated with your team? Because I think I did this online at some point. You did it online, so yeah. Basically, for Arsenal, it's JBC. Clearly, yeah. And we can go from there. Yeah. Are we doing that next week? Should we go for that next week? I think that's quite good, yeah. I think, you know, if we go down... Who was it who sent us that classic um, Premier League list? Oh, um, what? The actual... T- Tim. Tim. Tim, yeah. Without Tim, yeah, so let's go through that. That classic Premier League list. And let's Include, say, including Luton Town, including Luton Town. <laughs> oh, no. And if it was, it would be Bedford, Bedford anyway, Matthew. Yeah, that's how you did anyway. Yeah. It would be Bedford, Matthew. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Okay, yeah, we'll yeah. do that next week. We'll do that for uh, yeah. we'll we'll classic back. sponsors. Oh, so yeah, and Guinness though for QBR would be a thing, would it? Well, you could, uh, for nineties, I'd say Compact. If we're going to go nineties, but yeah. Oh, then. Well, let's or Brooks. This. Well, yeah, that was only for one season, but yeah, yeah. we can all have that discussion next week. Anyway, well, that's just whetted the appetite. There that's not. Uh, that's that's, that's a tease. Not... That's a tease for next. And we actually, and I will say next week, and it's always a couple of weeks. But once Joe's back, no, from well, 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 I'm back from Italy on Sunday. So there we go. Well, right. You see, if you've got any dedication, Joe, you'd do what I did when I was in Barcelona and do a show from live from loca- on, oh, lo- on mate, location. Me, 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 me. You could even get Elrika to come in, in as a guest. Being hold on. Being in the town that I was in in Italy, it was kind of like New Year's Eve every night. In that there was no public transport and nobody's fucking phone worked, so you know don't even start on that. Nah, Although no, guess my no, age, no just a guess my age is is the best program on television. Yeah, I saw you tweeting about that. We, me, me and Jade, the wife, we always like watching random um, foreign game shows when we we're on. Guess on my well. age. That's um, yeah, and they always seem to be hosted by the same person, or maybe it just looks like the same person. I don't know. The guy who hosts Gary Neville looks a yeah. bit like Jurgen Klopp. Oh, there you go. Well, you were tweeting that, Joe. And where can people find you on the social network? Uh, Joel Baby Herc on Twitter and Joel Baby 
Uh, no, sorry, job. Some Twitter and Jobby Herc on Instagram. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, that jet lag is a terrible thing, isn't yeah. it? When you come mate, I'm knackered. Yeah. I'm sure hours you are. Must, have been, that, must have been that 12 hours in the airport bar. Must have oh, been morning, morning, morning. It's that, yeah. fre- it's that freshly, <laughs> freshly cut hair as well. Uh, Matthew, you're all on brand. Where can people find I'm you? On brand everywhere at Matthew J. Christ. Yeah, you got, and I'm on brand at Ashray's UK. But more importantly, follow the show at AK90s on Twitter and at AK90s Pod on Instagram. And yes, if you want to see us live, if you want to see us in the flesh, bickering about the 90s football and rugby and Steph McGovern, apparently, um, then yeah, check out Jumpers for Goalposts because we will be there at bringing you some sort of extravaganza from all our creative minds. Um, next time we're talking sponsors and some other 90s nonsense, but get involved and on Twitter and everywhere else and subscribe, share, like, all that nonsense. You know the drill. But until next time, I'm Ash Rose. He's Joel Young. He's Matthew Chris. This is Alive and Kicking. Keep it 90s.